This is the Daily Signal podcast for Wednesday, October 25th. I'm Virginia Allen. There are growing concerns over who is crossing America's southern border. Customs and Border Protection's San Diego field office recently issued a memo to agents advising of the threat of Hamas and Hezbollah fighters crossing America's borders and advising to be aware of such a threat. On today's show, I am sitting down with Texas Land Commissioner Don Buckingham to talk about the threat of who is crossing our border and what the people of Texas are doing to ensure that border security is as strong as it possibly can be under the current administration. Stay tuned for our conversation after this. Conservative women are problematic women. Why? Because we don't adhere to the agenda of the radical left. Every Thursday morning on the Problematic Women podcast, Kristen Eichammer, Lauren Evans, and me, Virginia Allen, are joined by other conservative women to break down the big issues and news you care about. Whether you're interested in hot takes and conversations on pop culture or what Congress is up to, Problematic Women has you covered. We sort through the news to keep you up to date on the issues that are of particular interest to conservative-leaning, that is, problematic women. Find Problematic Women wherever you like to listen to podcasts and follow the show on Instagram. It is my distinct privilege today to be joined in studio by Texas Land Commissioner Don Buckingham. Commissioner, thank you for being with us today. It is my joy and pleasure. It's a great day to be in D.C. It is indeed a lovely fall day. Well, I want to ask you first to just explain what exactly a land commissioner is and what do they do? Right. Well, we keep very busy. So when Texas was transitioning from a sovereign nation to a state, we had to figure out who owned what. So Mm -hmm. our forefathers developed or founded the General Land Office, actually predates the governor by about eight or nine years. And we were the keepers of maps, the guardians of Texas history, and the steward to what today is 13 million acres. That's going to get really important here in a minute Mm -hmm. because those 13 million acres are the majority of minerals in Texas. So we're responsible for the majority of oil and gas in the state, which of course is responsible for almost the majority of oil and gas in the entire country. We wrote a $2 billion check to public education last year. We do everything along the coast. We do beach renourishment. We do resiliency against hurricanes. We do habitat restoration, oil spill cleanup. We have a whole veterans division, the Veterans Land Board, where we have mortgage rates and low loans, low interest rate loans. For our veterans, we run veterans nursing homes and cemeteries. And Almost most importantly, we also are in charge of the Alamo. So we do a lot of different and varied things all across the state. And in a state like Texas, that is a lot of land to cover, a lot of area to cover, a lot of aspects. It is. And in fact, we're also making Texas bigger right now. So first time in a couple hundred years, Texas is getting bigger. We had islands in question in the Rio Grande, and we've been declaring those of course, the uh, state of Texas's and i.e. American soils so that we've 
been taking away these safe refuges for the cartels that they've been stashing weapons and drugs and human smuggling and all those types of things. So mm-hmm. so we're uh, we're making Texas even bigger and better. Yeah. Now, that is fascinating. I was going to ask you about that. There's been in recent months two different islands, correct, that you all have said, no, these belong to Texas, and therefore Texas law enforcement can patrol them to make sure that the cartels aren't conducting their activity on these islands. Exactly right. We're actually on our third island. The last one was 170 acres. It was literally a stronghold for our cartels. Two of the most violent cartels were battling over it almost every day. Fully automatic weapons, explosive devices are what I can tell you that we have found on the islands, Mm -hmm. not to mention a ton of human trafficking and everything else. But by our treaty with Mexico from the 1800s, anything north of the center of the Rio Grande is, of course, Texas and the United States. The fact that we hadn't claimed these islands meant that neither American law enforcement nor Mexican law enforcement could go after the cartels there. So we have taken away their safe haven, and we will continue to do so all up and down our border. Okay, well, let's talk about security our border. It's something that is on the minds of all Americans right now. And I want to specifically ask you about a memo that was released to staff in the San Diego, CBP San Diego field office there. They just recently have warned of Hamas and Hezbollah fighters potentially taking advantage of America's open border coming across the border. In this memo, it reads, San Diego Field Office Intelligence Unit assesses that individuals inspired by or reacting to the current Israel-Hamas conflict may attempt to travel to or from the area of hostilities in the Middle East via circulation transit across the southwest border. Is this a concern to the people of Texas? This is absolutely a concern. We are seeing over 200 people on the terrorist most wanted list that we have caught alone this year. We are exceeding six-year cumulative records for people coming from countries that sponsor terrorism. This has always been our concern from day one. It is why you need a secure border. It just further emphasizes the ineptness of the Biden administration and the fact that the decisions that the Biden administration is making every day is actually endangering our families, hurting our economy, and making all of our homes less safe. Mm. When you speak to Texas law enforcement, those who are now patrolling those islands, what are you hearing from them? Are are you hearing that foreign nationals are crossing the border? What are they encountering and how do they need support? Millions of foreign nationals are crossing our border. And the way they do it is they weaponize the family units. So they send the families across first. Law enforcement has to, of course, stop and detain those folks, and that creates a hole. And then that's when they send all the bad guys through. I've heard estimates as much as for every person we catch, we think there's at least 50 more that come across. Mm -hmm. And so when you think about that, especially on the bad guy side of things, there is no doubt that people are using our border that is a sieve to their advantage. You know, you look at what's happened in Israel, you see the decapitated babies, you hear the terrible stories of the hostages and the murders and the rapes and everything that has happened there and the coordinated attacks. You just have to wonder if that element isn't already here. And if it's not already here, it sure can walk across our border almost any time it wants. And that is really a problem. And Biden should be apologizing to the American people for endangering them and their families. Mm. Well, the Biden administration is coming under a lot of heat for their handling of the southern border, not just from Republicans, but also from some Democrats as well. We recently saw that the Biden administration announced that they are going to build some border wall 17 miles 
in South Texas in Starr County. What do you make of the Biden administration announcing, hey, we are finally going to build some border wall, even though still President Biden claims that he thinks walls don't work? I I consider that laughable hypocrisy, you know, for them to stand there and say that our border is secure. And that's been their stance for a long period of time now, despite the fact that the president and the vice president really don't come down. I think they've been once to El Paso where they stood on the tarmac and waved goodbye. But it just shows that they realize what a mess this is. You know, it's funny. They just auctioned off all the residual materials from the wall and they auctioned it off through a company in Canada. And when they paid, it's my understanding that the contractors that the Trump administration had contracted with to build the wall, that those contracts still had to be paid. So the Biden administration has already paid in full, even though they stopped the building of the wall. So they've paid the contractors already. The work's not going to be done by those contractors. They've auctioned off all of the materials. And so all they're doing is just spending more of our tax dollars in this inflationary period. Oh, wow. Do you know why that they chose Star County for is that a high crossing area? Do you know anything about why that area was selected for the 17 miles of border wall? We are seeing a lot of crossings there. Of course, we're seeing a lot of crossings everywhere. And what we realize about a wall is it doesn't stop anybody, but it does slow them down and it does divert traffic so that you can create the traffic flow. They're more likely to be apprehended. But, you know, again, on one hand, they're saying the border is secure. On the other hand, they're suspending hundreds of federal laws and rushing to build a border wall. Uh, I thought it was very interesting that President Trump the other day said, I think Biden owes me an apology for all the things he said about the wall. And he, I believe, promised that he would never build another foot of wall. Mm-hmm. So there he goes, breaking every promise and, and being insincere with the people of America. How do the people of Texas feel about a border wall? What do they say about it? You know, we all want complete operational control of the border. We want the boots on the ground. We want the defensive barriers. We want our communities to be safe. And, you know, it's funny. I was actually just down in Star County, ironically. And, you know, just in talking even to the, you know, the Democrats, all everyone I talked to are just furious about the Biden administration's policies. They understand that these policies are really hurting our minority families, our families on the economic bubble. The fact that the Biden administration is trying to shut down oil and gas and continue to do so through Endangered Species Acts and Waterways to the U.S. and all these other tricky things that they're doing, which will further negatively impact our minority communities. I think it's the only upside I can see is it is hopefully swinging people to vote for a change at the federal level, because without a change in the federal policies, there is literally only so much we can do. We are racking our brains trying to do everything we can. The state is spending billions of dollars a year on our border security, and we still can't fill that gap because as long as that open invitation is there from the Biden administration, people are going to stream across. Mm. Talk a little bit, if you would, about how illegal immigration specifically affects the land in Texas, which you're in the weeds of all the time. But when it comes to, you know, whether it's the Rio Grande River and environmental concerns or whether it's farmers and ranchers and their land, how are those things connected 
related to concerns over illegal immigration and, and physical land? Well, we could start with agriculture. Mm-hmm. Most of, you know, I the General Land Office has hundreds of thousands of acres along the border. We do a, a lot of agricultural leases. Most of our leasees have had to pull all of their livestock off of their land along the border. Their fences are getting cut multiple times a week, so the cows are getting out on the roads, which, of course, is incredibly dangerous. The migrants coming across break the water pipes to the troughs, and the cows die of dehydration. You know, And then you can go to the trash. Everywhere I've walked down along the border, down in South Texas, it is every square inch is covered with trash. There are backpacks, there's clothes, there are the wristbands that people wear. So... When you come across the border, you are owned by a cartel, and people know what cartel you're owned by the color of wristband that you wear. And so when you when they get across, they take those wristbands off, they lose their IDs, they shed their clothes. The sheer trash and just pollution is terrible. And so it really has a negative impact. And then you get to other things, like we have some pretty special rare earth mineral deposits mm-hmm. in, in Texas. And all of a sudden, we're seeing a whole lot of traffic, almost like they're scouting all of that out as well. It's 20 miles north of the border. It's nowhere that you would go on a way of passing through. So what we are seeing is actually these migrants are uh, militarized. They're of military age. We're seeing a big change in fewer kids, fewer families, much more of military age adults. Um, of course, coming from over 150 countries, a lot of those that sponsor terrorism, and they are really scouting out where our resources are as they come across. Why do you think they're doing that? I think they're doing it with a plan. I think, unfortunately, I think we have to be braced for violence on our soil. Wow. Well, when it comes to addressing the problem, I know you mentioned that in Texas, you all have spent billions of dollars trying to address this issue And there's kind of been this waiting of, is the Biden administration going to take action? If you could sit down with the president and say, you know, in Texas, this is what we need, what would you tell him? I would tell him we need to go back to Trump's policies. You know, under Trump, there was still migration across the border, but it was at a trickle. I would tell him that we need reasonable immigration laws. You know, ironically, I'm in the middle of an immigration hearing. My daughter married someone from another country. Mm. They've been married almost two years, but it took well over a year and a half for him to get a green card so that he could even go home to visit his family. So his family was without him for a very long period of time. Mm. And so, you know, if you look back about where all this started, it was really the labor unions in the 60s that Mm. didn't want the competition from the migrant workers. And so all of a sudden they made those temporary worker visas and and all those types of things really difficult. And then people had to decide which side of the border were they going to stay on. And then we did the you can come and, and stay with family type of thing, which has led to a lot of people sending their unaccompanied children across the border. And when you look at these children and how they come across the border, all owned by a cartel, whether they're humanly trafficked little girls with the DNA of multiple men inside of them, kids that are going to be beholden to sell drugs, kids carrying backpacks full of drugs, enough fentanyl has been seized on the border to kill every man, woman, and child in the United States. This is, in my opinion, it's an all-out war, and we're really fighting for the founding principles of our country, for the safety of our communities, and for the future of our children. Yeah. Commissioner, you really are, like I've said, in the weeds of so much of what is happening 
in regards to not only what's going on on the border, but you mentioned minerals. Tell us how we can keep up to date with the land office, what you're doing in Texas, especially for our Texas audience, who the work that you're doing directly affects them daily. You know, we push out pretty regularly on a Twitter or X, I guess I should call it, <laughs> at Dr. Buckingham TX. The General Land Office, of course, puts out a newsletter, and we have a website and social media on there. We really try to shout out loud and proud about everything we're doing. Most people don't realize it was the General Land Office that built the first section of the wall a few decades ago. One of the things we do is flood mitigation, and there needed to be a levy down in South Texas on the border, and we just happened to put a really tall fence on top of it. So. Wow. Where there's a will, there's a way. The General Land Office has been a part of our border security from the beginning, and we're going to continue to do everything we can. Excellent. Well, Commissioner Buckingham, thank you for your time. We really appreciate it. Great being on with you today. Thanks so much for having me. And with that, we are going to leave it there for today's episode. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Daily Signal podcast. Make sure that you take a moment to check out our evening show this evening. It comes out every day around 5 p.m. where we bring you the top news of the day. These are the headlines that you need to know to stay informed. Also, make sure to take a moment to subscribe to the Daily Signal podcast wherever you like to listen and help us reach more listeners by taking a moment to leave a five-star rating and review. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you right back here around 5 p.m. for our Top News Edition. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.